You are listening to Elisha's Space Podcast. Today we welcome Monica Fortune, author of the picture book, Whose Birthday Is It? Monica shares how she came about writing this lovely story about the meaning of Christmas. Throughout our conversation, we also discuss the importance of discussing abstract meanings like love, patience, and kindness to our children. Monica is a business owner, author, and motivational speaker with a desire to encourage others in their challenges. Audience, I would like to share with you something quite exciting. I have the author of the book, Whose Birthday Is It? Monica Fortune with us today. She has a book and a coloring book. And what this book is about, of course, she's going to talk more about it herself, but it talks about a little boy who discovers the meaning of Christmas. So I'm not sure if you guys know, but I have a Christian e-commerce store. It's called Glory to Glory Christian Store. And we got to talking about how you can discuss abstract things with children, like what is love? What is care? Because you can't touch care. You can't touch love. So how do you explain that? And I was so impressed by her book and the explanation that she gave. I thought she would be great to have on our show, Elisha Space, because I thought that you guys could probably benefit from hearing what her thoughts were about it as well. So Monica, I want to thank you for joining us today. We are so excited to have you here to have this very important conversation, especially when it comes to communicating with our babies. Yes. Thank you so much, Elijah, for having me. It's a pleasure to join you on your podcast. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I hope you feel welcome because you are. Yes. I wanted to ask you regarding your book. So audience, it's a book and it's a coloring book. And I believe it's on like Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. It's on all the sites. It's on Christian. Oh no, I I forget. Yes, christianbook.com. It's on Mm -hmm. there. If you just Google the book, it's the title is Whose Birthday Is It? you should be able to pull it up. But I was just so impressed with the book. So can you just share with us the journey? How did you get there? Thank you so much. The journey, it was definitely a journey. I'll start by saying, Elisha, our Christian walk was, as we were teaching our children, we were learning. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we shared with our children was Christmas is Jesus' birthday. And that's what we say. I did even tell my kids that Jesus is the giver of all gifts. Right. And so we didn't do the Santa, be be a good boy or girl, because the Santa Claus is going to give you gifts. We Mm -hmm. just said Jesus is the giver of all gifts. And so we shared these things with our, our children, but we were very caught up in our traditions. Like many people, we did things the way we always did them. Christmas was a time of family, food, fun, fellowship, figuring out what's under the tree for me, gift giving and receiving, which are are great things. Family is lovely, but it was a Christmas season where our son said to us, if it's Jesus' birthday, why isn't Jesus getting any gifts? And Mm. that's what sparked the journey of this book. 
And it was such a profound question to me that I asked him, I said, well, what kind of gifts would you give Jesus? And he said, well, he wouldn't want toys or stuff like that. He would want love or peace. And I asked, how would you give it to him? And he said, well, we could just put it under the tree. Honestly, didn't think a whole lot during that time. But when he said it, but that year, we usually host Christmas Eve every year. And that year he walked around with little gift tags and he asked all of our family to write down a gift to Jesus. And it was so profound to us because not just what he did, but the response that we got. The responses where I give my heart, my life, my time, they were really heartfelt responses. So that changed the way we celebrated Christmas from then on out. And honestly, this journey began back when he was four, going on five years old. Okay. So that's been many years ago. He's now 20 some years old and he's 20, he'll be 23 in January. And so it's definitely been a journey. It took me 10 years to actually publish the book. Okay. So we practice this way every year. We focus on Jesus. We celebrate Christ on Christmas. But the journey to writing the book took time for me as an individual. It took spiritual growth. It wasn't until someone actually said to me, a friend of mine said, Monica, the longer you hold on to what God has given you, the longer the people he has, it has to wait. Wow. And that hit me in a way that, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not about you. It's about what God has for other people and how you can be a vessel. So it changed the perspective for me because I was thinking, well, I'll write this one day. As a matter of fact, throughout this journey, he would wake me up in the middle of the night to write down little verses of the book because Mm. it's a rhythmic book. It's spoken from the perspective of a young child. Right. It's lyrical. Just to get the story together. And so it, it took me a while. Fear had it sit on my bedside for about 10 years. It wasn't until 2015 where the book was actually published. And that was a huge leap of faith. And it took, like I said, spiritual growth and stepping out on faith to actually make that happen. But the journey has been great. I believe, I know that when God gives you something, he will provide all that you need to do what it is that you need to get done. I felt my background is accounting. I graduated college. I'm thinking I'm not a writer. And I said, well, if I write this book, maybe my grandkids will get a chance to see it one day. It'll be something. Oh, look at what grandma has done or something like that. And I don't have any grandkids, but I was just thinking that was my vision. But it was part of a legacy. It is part of a legacy. Definitely. It was about building a legacy, but I see he has a much broader vision than I did because it's not just about our family and how we celebrate. It's about sharing Christ with other people and helping them to celebrate in a meaningful way as well. So his vision was much larger than what I could have even thought or imagined. And he's done much more with this book than I could have even thought or imagined. So my testimony is step out in faith and watch God do his work. I was very impressed because a lot of times it's not uncommon for a child to ask, what does God look like? Who is God? Because you can't touch him. You can't 
feel him. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, in my walk with the Lord, I've sensed his presence. I've absolutely felt him. He's carried me. I felt him carry me through different times. And I'm not talking about physically lift me Physical. off the ground. But what I am saying is there were times in my life where I've been through some very difficult things, very difficult circumstances. And I felt his presence and it held me up during very difficult times. But how you can explain that to the young child who's maybe four years old, I think is a very interesting gift to have. And I think I know that the Lord touched your heart and you gave you some phrases and things to help a child understand some of these very abstract context things because it's hard to connect with something you can't see. It's hard to connect with something you can't touch. But yet the book helps the child understand that God is not a boogeyman. He's not floating somewhere. He's an actual being. And I just thought it was very good. I thought it was very well put together. And I thought it honored our faith while at the same time helping a child understand. I think you did an excellent job writing this book. You know? Wow, to, to God be the glory. And I have to say that it actually took our son to take the scales off of our eyes to see. Right. Yes, yes. Out of the mouths of babes to help us to see what we were teaching. I mean, it helped me to understand that you can't just say things to a child. One, they're watching, right? (laughs) but you have to practice what you're preaching. And so for us, we were intentional about sharing what Christmas meant, but we were still being very traditional. And again, I'm not saying that it's wrong to to give gifts or, or anything like that, but from his perspective, he was thinking, well, on birthdays, we yes. usually get gifts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, where, where are his gifts? And it's something, honestly, Elisha, that I had never thought about. We we're so caught up in, in our traditions that I didn't even think about it. But I was humble enough to listen. I so know that for our family, what I started to do with my children from the time they were little is we always made a birthday cake. Yep, we do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did a birthday cake. And so we would decorate the cake. And when they were little, now that they're older, we don't necessarily sing happy birthday because they're too cool to do that. But when they were little, we used to sing happy birthday. And I remember my children would ask me, mommy, is Jesus going to get his peace? Mm -hmm. Right. His piece of cake. And I'd be like, sure, he's going to get his piece of cake. We'll just cut his slice over here. He always got the first slice, but I'm sure the children noticed that no one was there to physically eat that slice. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And I think what makes the way that we celebrate a little different, because we also do the birthday cake. He has a stocking and all that (laughs) to acknowledge him on his day. but. It's what are you willing to give of yourself to Christ? Because that's what what he wants. And that was so profound for us because he seemed to understand that at such a young age. He he said Mm. he doesn't want toys and stuff like that. He wants love and peace. And how do you give that? Like you said, how do you make that practical? And so you give that from yourself. 
You're showing love. You're displaying peace to others. You're being an example of Christ to others. You're being light. And that's how we can honor Christ, not only on his birthday, but throughout the year. How did you explain those things to him to help him better understand? So I think when we started, like I said, the, the Christian walk and sitting down at night and we would do devotions and, and things like that, he mm -hmm. was getting it. I remember we used to have these character building books, like on different characteristics on oh, tons of books. I'm trying to think of all the names of them. I remember these little bears, but we would always read those books that were more character building books that shared our faith. So I think he was depositing all of those things as we're sitting down, taking time to share not just moral values, but Christian values. Right. And he was, I believe, processing it and understanding it. I have three kids and he's the oldest. And I remember one year, my daughter, who's the second oldest, she said to my son, we happened to be on a train ride. And she saw Santa Claus. We saw Santa Claus. And so she came home and she said, Zachary, what did you ask Santa for? What did you ask Santa for? And he said, I didn't ask Santa for anything. He said, it's Jesus's birthday. And he was just so, <laughs> as a matter of fact, and to know him, that that's who he is. He's a very methodical kid. He's graduating now with a mechanical engineering degree to God be the glory. So that's just the way that he thinks. It's a very practical way. So mm -hmm. we were teaching. Those were the seeds that we were planting. Mm -hmm. And it took him to help us to recognize we're not just planting seeds. We're having to practice the things that we're teaching. And again, we were young. We were spiritual babes yeah. as well, just, just like him. So he was helping us along the way. Truth be told, mm -hmm. he was helping That's us. That's how it is well. with kids too. It's like, yeah. you have them, but they help you in so many different ways. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, you know. yeah, for sure. What for kind sure. of advice would you give another young mom or a young father who's trying to teach their children some of these things? What kind of advice would you share? Mm. Well, the first thing I would say is, Listen to our kids. I think sometimes as parents, we're in a position where we want to tell them, you know, right. what to do. And, mm -hmm. and that is our role. We are to guide them, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he's older, he, they won't depart. That's what God's word says. But to really, to listen to them, to let them know that they have a voice, to be humble enough to hear it and to be honest in our responses. I think is the best advice. We know life is tough right. and we don't have to load them with everything, but we can be honest enough with them right. in certain situations, but to let them know, especially during the holiday seasons to keep our focus on right. what truly the season is about. Um, and it's nothing wrong with, like I said, gift giving and receiving but are we focused on what the season is really about? And we can make it fun and we can make it festive, right. uh, as festive as we want it to be. But to really, for even advice outside of sharing about Christmas and Christ, just to be open enough to listen, humble enough to hear what they have to say and honest when we respond. 
I would also interjecting the mental health side of this too is nobody knows your child like you know your child when you're a parent. Mm, absolutely. So like when you talked about how your son is very practical in mindset, you may have another child that's very creative. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Absolutely. Or you may have another child that's very inquisitive. So I th- also think when it comes to discussing these abstract types of things, not that I wanted to call God abstract, but in the meaning that you can't touch him, you can't physically feel him or anything, love, care, peace, you know, the word kindness, those are abstract types of things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think when you meet your child where they are and within yes. that explanation. So the way you explain it to your son, for example, might be different from how you explain it to one of your other children. Because, because you meet them where they are in order to help them to understand. And that's with anything. Like even when you do presentations, one of the first things you're taught is know your audience, right? Mm-hmm. So that you're presenting that message so that people are hearing what you're saying. So I just think it's very important to, when you're talking to them, all the things you mentioned, I completely agree with, but I also want to interject, meet your child where they are because, um, because you may be surprised. They're unique. Mm-hmm. They're all unique and you may be surprised at their level of understanding when you meet them where they're at in their understanding. I totally agree. I totally agree. It reminds me of a year when our daughter, when we're writing out our gifts to Jesus Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and her gift to Jesus was her hippo. Okay. And her hippo was her favorite thing at the time. Mm -hmm. And for her, that meant a lot. And she was willing to sacrifice it where Other people were saying lots of different things, but that was special and unique to her at that time. And you're absolutely right. And it wasn't a wrong answer. It wasn't anything wrong with what she shared, but meeting them where they are, just like you said, anyone. And that's how Christ looks at us. He says, come as you are. And we can lay our burdens on him. So I totally agree with that. And with having multiple children. Yeah, they're all different. Yes. Yes. I'm also blessed with three and I have Mm -hmm. twins within the three and none of my children are the same. Yep. They're all uniquely different. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So what are some of your favorite resources? This is a good one. I have both so many Christian resources. weekly Bible study. We're doing a a study on love right now. I listen to many Christian channels, podcasts, devotionals, the Bible app, version. I love their resources, their utmost encounter. I think of Proverbs 31 women. I listen to Tony Evans, Charles Stanley, Jesus Calling, Jackie Hill Perry. A little bit of everything. I do. I do. And I love the diversity of them all, that it shows me God in his full. So, and, and of course, the main resource is the Bible itself. Mm-hmm. So 
know, those are many, many resources that I tend to listen to or go to on a regular basis. Going back from our conversation from before, I paused because there was something I wanted to say, but I couldn't remember at that moment. So I jumped ahead to the resources question. But mm-hmm. even with Cain and Abel, when we talk about the gift that you give to Jesus, even with Cain and Abel, when I was younger, I didn't understand why Abel's gift was not acceptable. And then I realized that it wasn't from the heart. It was from his excess. It was from what he, oh, I have this here, so I'm going to give it. Whereas the Lord accepted the gift from Cain because that was from his heart. From his heart. So I think it's really important. And I think that's something that we're actually going to, my family, I think I'm going to encourage us to implement as well. Like what gift would you like to give to Jesus? And just let you know as a parent where your kids' hearts are. You know what I mean? Where they're at. (laughs) <laughs> it, can, it can help you to pray for your children. I think that's, yep. And that's one of the, I shouldn't say one of the reasons, but we don't only share. We also try to keep each other accountable for the I things like that. that we say that we want to give to Jesus. If it's more time, if it's our heart, my mouth or whatever it is, like if you are working on, because now that the kids are older, there's a lot of different things that that they want to surrender to Jesus. And we try to use that as tool. In the coming year, we usually sit down as a family and we write out our our goals and we focus on, I share with them Proverbs 16, three, commit your plans to the Lord and they will succeed. So it's not necessarily, we're going to do these resolutions, but what is Mm -hmm. it that you want? What are your goals? And what do you want to commit to the Lord and watch him unfold? And so you can use the things that you gave to him at Christmas to you on and to keep yourself accountable and to keep your family accountable to the things. And then prayerfully, we're growing as a family. Right. We're, we're growing closer to Christ and our relationship with him as a family. You know, when we can keep each other accountable for the things that we've shared with each other and the goals that we have at the beginning of the year. Let's commit them to the Lord and watch him unfold. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Uh, Well, thank you for coming on the show. What other projects, do you have any projects coming up that you'd like the audience to know about? As it relates to the book, I have a another book signing coming on the 17th of December from four to six at his Way Christian Bookstore and Glen Burnie. And I'm glad that I had a chance to be on this podcast with you. This has been really exciting. Um, and I just but- want to caveat that's because this podcast goes out nationwide. It's Glen Burnie, Maryland audience. So oh, it's in Glen Burnie, you. Maryland. So yes, I don't know if there's a Glen Burnie in Tennessee and I don't know if there's a Glen Burnie in Oregon, but those are not the right ones if you go. For- <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's 56 Mountain Road, I believe. Glen Burnie, Maryland. Thank you for that. And I will be sharing the book there. And I just wanted to share that the book does not just share the story of 
how we celebrate from the perspective of our then four-year-old son. The book is interactive. There are narrative reflections on each page where you can ask a question and you can dialogue with your audience and it points back to scripture. So there's scripture in the book that you can review. And then in the back of the book, there's a narrative reflection worksheet where you know, you and your family, your kids can write out the answers to the questions that are in the book. So it becomes a keepsake. There's a little journal as well. But most importantly, the most important thing that I want to share about the book is that it does share salvation on the first page in a sweet, special way. On the first page, it tells us why Jesus was born, which is to save us from our sins. And that's written of Matthew 121. And on the last page of the story, it tells us, well, it asks the question, are you willing to receive the greatest gift of all, which is Christ himself? So I think it's a great tool to use for families, children, children's church. So it's not just our story of how we celebrate. Okay. Okay. And yes, that is true. It does have the plan of salvation within the book and it does explain which is part of the reason why I did ask you on the show, because even explaining salvation can be for a young child, that can be very difficult for them to understand. So, and Mm -hmm. I thought you did a very, very eloquently and you expressed it very well within the book. And I'll also mention, I don't know if I mentioned this before, so I'm sorry if I did it, but she also has a coloring book. So if you have a younger child, the younger child can color the pictures within the book The illustrations are absolutely beautiful. They stand out. They're gorgeous, beautiful pictures. And so when your child colors the pages, they'll be able to get the message in another type of way as well as being able to read the book. So I do highly recommend the book. And I was so impressed with Monica that she is for the store, our December author of the month. So if you go on to Glory to Glory Christian Store, you would be able to see her book. I'm offering it at 10% off. So you'll get that discount when you go on to the store and there'll be a blurb written up and you guys will get to know Monica a little bit better. And I believe she also has her own ministry or ministry page or website. Would you like to share that information, Monica? Yes, I have. uh, It's Fortune 5 Ministries. That's Fortune, F-O-R-T-U-N-E, the number five, ministries.com. And that's information on the book. And there's information about who I am as well. A little bit of background about Mm -hmm. me as well. Mm -hmm. And she's, I believe she's also on Instagram as well. If you want to get to know a little bit more about her on social media, Instagram is probably the best way to go in order to get and learn some more information about her. But I, Definitely. I'm very thankful that you came on to the show with us. And audience, I hope our conversation was a help when it comes to talking about abstract and even maybe sometimes difficult things with children to help them understand things. There are things that happen in families that can be sometimes difficult for children to understand. So hopefully some of these tips are some things that you can take with you when talking with your children. As you move forward throughout your day and your week, my hope is that you will continue to grow, that you will continue to heal, and that you will continue to experience restoration as you move forward in your healing journey. 
Thank you for joining Elisha's Space. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to Elisha's Space, where we discuss issues of mental health and faith. Like our shows? Subscribe so you can be in the know of upcoming episodes. Now go, move forward in your healing journey.